Welcome to the Nourish Nervous System, an exploration of stress, the nervous system, and transformative self-care practices for parents and other humans through the lenses of Ayurveda, holistic coaching, somatics, herbs, and much, much more. I'm the host, Kristen Timchak. I'm a holistic life coach, Ayurvedic educator, herbalist, and mother of a tiny human. Join me for information, insight, deep thoughts, and small steps to help you nourish your nervous system. Hello, welcome back to episode five of the Nourish Nervous System. So this week we're going to talk about transformative self-care. And I like to call it transformative self-care practices because I think self-care is a practice, like yoga practice, like anything that we practice. It's something that we do on a regular basis and we get better at it. And what exactly is transformative self-care, you may ask? Well, stay tuned and we will explore this concept. First, I just want to give the friendly disclaimer that all of the information in this podcast is purely for educational purposes. It's not intended to be health advice. If you have something in your mental or physical health that needs attention, please seek out the appropriate care provider. First of all, self-care is super trendy right now. You see it everywhere, but what exactly is self-care? The Wikipedia definition is the process of establishing behaviors to ensure holistic well-being of oneself, to promote health, and to actively manage illness when it occurs. So we do self-care every day. Brushing our teeth, washing our hands, taking a shower, these are all examples of basic self-care. Many of them are things that have become so integrated into our daily habits that we don't even think about them. So this is one level or type of self-care. And depending on what sources you look at, there are between three and eight types of self-care. Physical, mental, and emotional are the three base pillars that I see everywhere. But I've also seen environmental, financial, social, recreational, and spiritual. And I think all of these types of self-care can come into play when we talk about the nervous system. But what I actually want to look at is looking at self-care through a different lens, I've been thinking about self-care in terms of basic self-care, what I just talked about, the brushing the teeth, washing the hands, taking a shower, those basic habits that help keep us healthy and functioning in a good way. And sometimes when we are really depressed or stuck, even these basic self-care habits can feel really challenging. And then I think about the way self-care can be portrayed in our culture as something extra or luxurious, going to the spa, getting your nails done, going shopping doing a yoga or a meditation retreat. These are these things are self-care, but I think of them as luxury self-care. They aren't necessarily things you could do every day or even weekly, and you usually have to pay for them. So I started thinking about what, what self-care means for me, what feels juicy when I think about self-care, and what feels sustainable and accessible. I started thinking of the concept of transformative self-care practices, When I first started thinking about this, I was curious about the difference between the words transformational and transformative. And so I looked up the definitions of these words. And what I found is that transformational is generally defined as a complete, thorough, or dramatic change. Think caterpillar changing into a butterfly 
or a person changing into a werewolf. And the definitions of transformative are about causing or able to cause change, especially causing someone's life to be different or better in some way. The difference is kind of subtle. In my mind, I see transformational as a big life-changing event. When I think about it, I think about doing an immersive meditation retreat or people who sit in ceremony. I also think about big life doorway experiences like getting married or having a baby or losing a parent. All of these experiences can change a person, sometimes dramatically. Sometimes you can feel like a completely different person who started to after the event. And I think these experiences are extremely valuable. They can be rites of passage. But when I think about how I want to work with my, my own self-care in my own life or in my coaching practice, I think about smaller steps, the small daily things you can do that can be transformative into your life, that can cause change, that over time can change your life and make it better. Maybe they are more mundane, but when practiced consistently over time, they can disrupt the status quo of your habitual physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual patterns and create change that is beneficial and sustainable. And I'm still kind of thinking about all of this and figuring it out, so just bear with me here. One thing I know, especially using my Ayurvedic lens and seeing the world in humans as each having their own unique blueprints, I think what might be transformative self-care for me might be different for you. And what may have been transformative self-care for me in my 20s may be different for me now in my 40s. This can be a little overwhelming, but also so liberating. It means we have to listen to ourselves, our inner selves, to really know what is self-care for us. But it also means that there are infinite possibilities of ways we can love and care for ourselves. An example from my own life that I can think of, and this is a little vulnerable to share, but it feels real, is that in my late 20s, my father passed away very suddenly from a heart attack. It totally rocked my world. At the time, I was single, I didn't have a child, I was living by myself in the Berkshires and had great community around me that supported me. I was also full of energy. And one of the main ways that I grieved was by moving my body. I started trail running and I would bike every day and swim across this lake that I loved and I would hike. And I wasn't trying to escape my feelings. I'd ride my bike and come through like this beautiful pass and just cry. And it just was what my body needed to process this big transformational life event. It's what every single part of me called for. And even though I didn't have the language for it at that time, it was the way that I was completing my stress response cycles. So the event was transformational, but my daily action was transformative. And this was a really different experience than when my mom passed away last spring. At that point, I was 45. I had a two and a half year old and a partner and was just diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I was under-resourced in both time to myself and physical energy. I definitely walked and spent time in the forest, but really what I needed most was rest. I started doing yoga nidra practice and prioritizing sleep. My body did not want to run and bike and swim. It wanted to be quiet and still and rest. The actual experience was still transformational. Losing parents is a huge doorway to walk through, but my transformative practices at 45 were vastly different than what they were in my late 20s. In thinking about transformative self-care, I notice a big crossover with completing the stress response cycle, which we talked about in last week's episode, episode four. I notice for me, 
a lot of the self-care that feels transformative also completes the stress response cycle. Currently, some self-care practices that feel really transformative for me are walking alone in the forest, contemplative dance practice or dancing contact improv, especially a practice called the underscore, meditation, restorative yoga, yoga nidra, knitting, worry journaling and gratitude journaling, reading or listening to an inspirational story, and doing nothing. I like to call it practicing being a cat. Self-oil massage. And if you'd like to try the self-oil massage practice, I have a write-up on it on my website. I'll leave a link for that. And also a deep breath meditation in the show notes. I'm sure there are more, but these are the things that I can manage to fit into my days. And I don't do all of these things all the time, but I try to be consistent in doing something every day. The right now, the big one that I do is my walk. My morning walk seems to hit all the things I need. I get exercise. It helps reset my circadian rhythm. It gives me that time to be quiet, to let my thoughts wander. It feels really grounding and really important. So here's the thing with self-care and probably the reason there is so much hype around it. It is so beneficial to our health on every single level. And it's so incredibly hard to do sometimes. I'm noticing for myself right now, I'm feeling way better in my life than I did a year ago. I have more energy, I'm sleeping better, and I'm feeling really inspired in the work I'm doing and feel like I have a clear path forward, but I'm feeling such a huge difference. And I'm a parent of a young child and starting a business that I'm really excited about, but don't always have as much time as I'd like to work on it. And I've been noticing some of my self-care practices slipping away because I'm feeling better. It's kind of like when you change your diet in some way because of food reactions, you're having to a certain food like sugar or gluten, but then you start to feel better and slowly the unhealthy habits start to creep back in. So I just started working with a health coach and I'm working on bringing my self-care back and it's crazy. I'm centering my business around this topic, around self-care, and I still find it hard sometimes. I know how important it is. This is my life work right now is to help other people with how important this is. And I still recognize that it is hard for some reason. It is hard to fit this in. It's hard to prioritize it. So if you have a hard time, you're not alone. Coaches can help. Um, Therapists can help. Having a partner or a friend or someone just to hold you accountable can be super helpful. And for now, Just know that it can be hard, but that it really is beneficial to do hard things. My self-care baseline is my morning walk. If I can get this one thing in, it makes a huge difference in my day. I do it in the morning while my partner's making breakfast and can be with our son. I do like a 15 to 20 minute loop. I get exercise, a little sun, which helps reset my circadian rhythm, time to myself, And I don't listen to anything while walking so that it really gives my mind a time to wander and daydream. I often have so much inspiration or solve a problem that has been bothering me on these walks. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's just like my mind just needs to vent and I just let it wander and go. And it gives me just this moment of of peace in my day. So I'm going to end here, but your small step for this week is to think about or experiment with some self-care practices that may feel transformative for you. And if there's a baseline practice for you, something that is really doable, that really makes a difference for your day, that even if you do no other self-care, you can do this one thing, what would it be? And I'd love to hear from you. You can leave comments on the Instagram post for this episode. 
You could email me at kristen at nourishnervousystem.com and let me know what self-care practices are transformative for you or if you have a baseline practice. Okay, thanks for being here with me. I'll be with you all next week. Hey there, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. It helps new podcasts like this one get seen by other people. If you didn't like it, I hope you're still listening. Life is way too short to listen to podcasts you don't like. 